and you're listening to a podcast, The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. Now, this past week was a week of firsts. We did a lot of things for the first time this week. Yeah, we did. We actually stayed at a treehouse. I know. This is something that you do as kids and I never got to do. So we actually got to stay in a treehouse not too far from where we live in an, Florida. An actual treehouse. This was like an actual house uh, in the middle of a tree. He built this like compound yeah. of a treehouse. O sea, it wasn't just like a couple of slabs of wood. No. You know, cuidado, que si sube, te va a caer. This had an elevator, okay? <laughs> it had like a jacuzzi. Two showers, one inside, one outside. So the jacuzzi on the bottom floor of the treehouse, that's how crazy that sounds, right? On the bottom part of the treehouse, the jacuzzi uh, used to be a jet engine. Yeah. From an actual 747. Yeah, and there's a picture of it right by Uh the jacuzzi. And he turned it into a jacuzzi. He said he initially turned it into a jacuzzi with the jets, but there was so much horsepower with the jets that he said that if he would have turned them on, one of us probably would have flown out of there. Right. So he had to take the jet, the engines out. So now it's just kind of like a hot... Like a sitting pool. Yeah, sitting pool. Mm -hmm. And so he has a shower uh, uh, downstairs, afuera, and then on the actual inside of the house. This place is incredible. I've never seen anything like that. It's one of the the best Airbnbs uh, to stay at in Florida. Mm-hmm. And the guy's property is so big that he called it Danville because his name is Dan. And so the, there's a huge sign, almost like what you see when you drive into a town. Right. Uh, made of cement, look like a big uh, a tombstone. And it says Danville. And you go in and he's got this massive property. He's got several places where people stay at. Mm-hmm. It's almost like his own little compound, like you said. He's got the treehouse and then he's got the man cave, which is... Um, it's like an airplane hangar. Where he has all the memorabilia of like airplanes and motorcycles. Because the guy's a pilot. Right. That's what he does. He's a private pilot and he's got planes on his property. He's got old cars, uh, sports cars, motorcycles, bicycles. He's got two segways. Tú me entiendes? Él tiene de todo. Right. Okay. And then he's got the other place where you could stay. It's called the yurt, which I didn't know what a yurt was, but it's I, like a tent, right? Like a tent with a pointy top. Somebody was, somebody was trying to explain it to me what it I was. I still don't know what it is, but let's look it up. Okay. Here it is. A, a yurt, it's Y-U-R-T. A yurt is a portable round tent covered with skins or felt and used as a dwelling by nomads in Central Asia. So it's like a round hut. It's like a hut, essentially. Yeah, like a fancy hut. Yeah. But the cool thing was that each of those places had like an animal associated with it that belonged to it. So the yurt had two alpacas, which I never saw. Really? I didn't. Yeah. He said the yurt has two alpacas. Okay. The um, man cave had a cat. Okay. And then our treehouse had a dog. Remember? Which thankfully we never saw. Right. Okay. It's actually the neighbor's dog that likes to spend time at the treehouse. Right. But but you know, he said that the, the dog comes over so often and then goes up the stairs of the treehouse that what he did was he put like an electrical current <laughs> in the bottom of the steps. And he goes with this switch. If you turn it on, the bottom two steps are basically uh, live. And, and he's like, as soon as this, <laughs> the dog steps on him, it gives him like a like a, a, shock. Sh- a shock. And he knows, OK, let me not go up there. Ideally, it's teaching him not to go up the stairs. Yeah, but it was teaching me like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have stayed here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is like a death trap. <laughs> I mean, the stairs are, you know, you could get electrocuted. Yeah. You know what? I'll just take the stairs. You don't have to use the elevator because I don't like elevators. You know what I mean? Like I'm always afraid I'm going to get stuck. When he looked at me, he was like, 
No, you're going to use the elevator. <laughs> yeah, he did. Okay, that's one way to get me to use the elevator. You know, <laughs> to tell me I could die using the stairs. Usually, I think I could die using the elevator. So it's a really cool compound. They even give you like a golf cart to travel and like just adventure around the, his property. Yeah, because you have to park near the entrance. And then to get into where you're staying, whether it's the yurt or the man cave or the treehouse, you actually take a, a little golf cart and you go around the property. And it's like being in the woods. Okay? Yeah. Like we're driving around exploring and he's like in a tractor, you know, cutting down, you know, some grass or tall grass or trees. I don't know what he was doing, but he even has like a, a, like a crashed plane on his property, which is a little eerie. Uh, because then at the end of our little tour, uh, we stopped and he said what? He was like, I have to put the plane away into the hangar, but I'm since I'm going to turn it on, I might as well just fly it. So does anybody want to come with me? I can only take one. Yeah. <laughs> so when he said that, I'm thinking, okay, you know. Emily's not going to go, so I got to step up. Okay, it's a, it's a tiny little plane. A and, tiny plane. And as I'm like, I'm thinking about it, you jump out of the golf cart, and I'm thinking it's because you wanted me to get out, and you were going to film it, and you were like, I'll go. <laughs> and I was like, what? And you got in this plane. Now, this plane is a very small plane. <laughs> It's a two-seater, but you can actually sit in like on both seats. That's how that's how narrow it like is. Like he could probably see. he's a big guy. He was yeah. a big dude. Yeah, I mean you can like you can easily touch both sides of the plane. It's very, very small. And you got on this plane, okay? Now I'm thinking, oh my God. I even said on the video, okay, bring her back, okay? <laughs> I really didn't think about my decision yeah. until I was kind of up in the air. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? I don't even know this man. Yeah. He's old. He could have a heart attack up here. See, I was sticking that on the ground. And I'm like, don't think that. Don't think that. Because, I mean, God forbid, si algo pasa, you know, you're not going to fly the plane. Yeah, I know. God, I mean, I, I had like a little steering thing in front of me, but I didn't know what to do with it. That's not a video game. It's not a video <laughs> game. You just would have been like, oh, my God, I thought this was a good idea. And there's a sign in the cockpit that said, do not make any sudden movements in the cockpit. <laughs> that would have made me absolutely <laughs> just frozen i would have i wouldn't even have blinked i would have been afraid to blink if i saw that sign in the cockpit i would have been like yo voy a estar bien quieto you're gonna think i'm dead okay i'm gonna be dead i'm very sensitive to like motion sickness and as soon as that plane like made a couple up and downs and to the side i was like oh my gosh i feel myself getting hot and sweaty and something's gonna come up so tell me what it was like though because you said as soon as you got in it's not like, you know, like when you get on a plane that they make sure you put on your seatbelt and they no. go through all these safety procedures. Tell me what it was like. So I closed the door, right? And then like he like just reached over to the side and kind of locked the door. I was going to take off with the door unlocked. OK, that's how. Like if he hadn't done it, you wouldn't have known. To I wouldn't have it. known to lock it. And then I was like, wait. Uh, and I looked over and I saw he had a seatbelt on. And I'm like, uh, do I have a seatbelt? Like. What, what, what do I do here? It was everybody for themselves. <laughs> and he was like, well, you might have to open the door to try to look for it. So I had to open the door to kind of look for it and then reach for it and like buckle it. And I couldn't. I was That's like, the oh kind of thing you want to do while you're on the ground. <sighs> you, you don't want to be in the air and have him be like, yeah, you might have, you might want to open the door and look for your seatbelt. You'd be like, uh, forget <laughs> it. I'm forget it. Forget it. I'm just going to stay still. Just remember, no, remember, no sudden movements. I was freaking out. At one point, I was just kind of like gripping my thigh and like my knee area. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so scared up here. So like, you, were just, something you were just clutching your knees? I was just clutching my knees and like because I started to get sick. Luckily, he had like a little air conditioning and it was like the vent was like hitting me. That saved me. Otherwise, I probably would have thrown up. Oh, my 
God. Like it was that bad. You were up there for a while. And luckily he was pretty smooth with, you know, with how he was flying it. But there was a little bit. Of, it was kind of windy. So we got a little bit of like turbulence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was freaking out. And then he would like fly to the side. I was like, oh, my God, if I had not locked this door, this door could have totally opened. Like flashbacks of when I, was a ch- when I was a child and I fell out of the car of a moving car. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is dangerous. I'm in the air. Excuse me. Say what? You fell out of a moving car when yeah. you were little? Yeah, I did. And it wasn't a kiki challenge or whatever, <laughs> like the kids are doing nowadays. <laughs> no, it actually happened. It actually happened for real. And, and, and who was driving the car? My dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't reach over and make sure that the door was locked no, or that you had ben, a seatbelt? Benito, it was my fault. Oh, it was? Yeah. Is that what he convinced yeah, you? Yeah, because we went, I remember we were on North Avenue. We were gonna. I think we were gonna go get tacos and like dinner, and we got out of the car. You know, and then we come back in, and my, my dad tries to start the car, and it doesn't start. So he gets out to check the engine, and he tells me, "Quédate adentro del carro, no salga." Y yo como entrometía, pues salí a ver lo que estaba haciendo, papi. Yeah. You know, and he was like, "Vete para el carro." I was like, "Okay, okay, get back in the car." And so I guess when I went to close the door, I didn't close all the way. Mm-hmm. He got the car started. And we're going. So then we're turning into the corner into our alley and the door flung open and I rolled out of the car. Oh, fudge. Only I didn't say fudge. But you didn't have a seatbelt on? No, who wore seatbelts back in like oh, the back 80s? In, well, <laughs> back in the day in the back seat, you'd be like, ah, I trust my parents to no, drive safe. I was sitting in the front seat. Say what? Yeah, I was. I was. It was just me and my dad, and I was sitting in the front seat with no seatbelt on. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that, that's clearly his fault. Okay? No, it was my fault. I got a little kid in the front seat. I don't care if it's the '70s or '80s. You can at least you got to put the arm in front at least. Or I something. think he didn't even see it coming, or else of course my dad would have. But I, it, it happened so fast. No, I think your dad was mad. I told you not to get out of the car. You know, just I was that. a skinny little thing. I probably, the door flung open and the wind hit and I just flew out like a piece of paper probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you just rolled down the street? I just rolled out of the car. What the? Yeah. And- it's crazy, right? He immediately stopped. I remember him stopping the car immediately, running out and like looking for me. And like, because what if there was a car behind us, you know, like. The car could have hit me. He felt bad? Yeah, he felt really oh, bad. And then, of course, God. I got in trouble, though. I know I got in trouble. <laughs> of course. Because yeah. I wasn't supposed to get out of the car. Right. They're never going to apologize and be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to you. They'll be like, pues, eso, eso, eso es lo que te pasa por no quedarte en el carro y no cerrar la puerta y no poner tu cinturón like you were supposed to do. <laughs> right. Like you were supposed to know you were supposed to do. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Now, while we were away, this was in the town of Geneva, Florida, which is like crazy campo, right? Yeah. And um, Dan told us, listen, if you want to go eat, there's basically one restaurant and it's called Jolly Gator. That's it. Yep. So when you have a restaurant called Jolly Gator, you kind of know what they serve. Alligator. Alligator. But I was hoping, you know, that they served Something else. You were hoping they had chicken. I mean, every place got to have some kind of chicken, right? Okay, so we get there and you actually tried I, their main dish. I tried gator. Alligator. Alligator. Figured I'm in Geneva. I'm in a restaurant by the water. I'm surrounded by gators because I mean, we were in the middle of a swamp. Yeah, that's a what swamp it area. Like. Yeah. So I might as well just try it. 
Yeah, it's funny how I didn't even think about that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm surrounded by gators. Okay, uh, there's got to be a chicken somewhere. True, but we're in Florida. We're not in Puerto Rico. Okay, but I'm a Puerto Rican in Florida. True. So I bring it with me. So I asked the lady, you know, what part of the gator is it? Mm-hmm. And she said it was the tail. So I was like, okay, tail, you know, thick, fleshy. I'm assuming this is going to be like white meat. Okay, but can I ask you, how do you know that you ate the tail? I don't know. I'm going by what she said. I'm trusting that yeah. she's telling me the truth. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, she could tell you tail, but they could give you like the stomach. Oh, they could give you like the leg. So she said, yes, it is tail. And we have fresh gator, not farmed gator. Yeah, that got me when she goes, you know, listen. Uh, like she was trying to sell it, yeah. you know, our gators are fresh. They're not farm raised. And I'm like, you got farm raised gators? Is that even a thing? So is it like wild gator? Like yeah. they just catch it? Like you literally just went out in the back and, and you captured it and you and you just chopped the tail off? Yeah. That's supposed to entice me? Yeah. That's supposed to be, oh, really? You got fresh gators? <laughs> oh, forget my chicken sandwich. <laughs> Did you know I looked up this whole fresh versus farm raised gator? Okay. okay. And this is what I found. Did you know that the gators served in restaurants must be farm-raised? Really? Yeah. I wish I had known that when we were there. And she's like, you know, our gators are fresh. I would have been like, uh, by law, they have to be farm-raised. Uh-uh. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Also, did you know that women make up 60% of the people who order gator? Men aren't brave enough to try gator? I mean, that's interesting that you drew that conclusion. But maybe men just like chicken. Mm, no. A nice That's, chicken sandwich. It's kind of like the relationship we're in. I'll eat gator, you eat chicken. Mm-hmm. So I had gator with mahi-mahi and some shrimp. I asked her, how's it going to taste? And she's just going to taste like chicken. Well, did it taste like chicken? No, what it did didn't. It, like? it, it was rubbery. Like oh. the consistency was, was rubbery, but it didn't taste bad. It didn't taste like anything. Like it didn't have like a fishy or muddy taste or anything if like that. If you say that something tastes rubbery... It's horrible. Nothing should taste rubbery except like a rubber band. It wasn't rubbery in that way, like like in a bad way. It was just the consistency. The meat was a little um, not as soft and tender as like chicken. Okay, well, like chicken. Okay, well, if it tastes like chicken, right, and it's rubbery, like if I ever ate a rubbery chicken, guess what? That's a bad chicken. That is bad chicken. Tu entiende? Yeah. So that was a bad chicken that you ate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really, really bad. Nonetheless, I had gator tail. What do they do with the rest of the gator? That's my question. Like, I'm if they sure get- they eat it in like a stew or something. I'm sure that the people in that area mm-hmm. that are used to eating gator probably make different dishes with gator. Right, but like I didn't see any of those other dishes on the menu. No, it was just kind of just fried or whatever. So fried they got gator. their own private menu for themselves? I, like, be- I believe that they do. No. Then why would they give away the tail and like deal, you know, and eat the rest? Maybe that's like the, the good part of the alligator. What? The rest of the alligator? Uh, no, the tail. Right. That's what I'm saying. Why would they give away the good part and eat the bad parts? Maybe they're giving you the bad parts and like, I'm, I'm going to eat some tail. I'm not going to give this girl the tail. She don't even know what the tail tastes I like. Alligator. Alligator. Can be your friend. Can be your friend. Can be your friend too. Woo. Now, what else did they, uh, did they offer that was really popular there? Frog legs. Mm. I am not trying that. Now, why weren't you bold enough to try <laughs> frog legs? I don't know. I just, I can't. They're like skinny and little and crunchy and I can't. That's what they walk on. It reminds me of like chicken legs and I don't like chicken legs. Stop, okay? You hypocrite, okay? (laughs) You big hypocrite because you eat like crab legs. That's the same thing. But I just can't see myself eating a frog. I don't like frogs. 
Okay, but you just, you don't have to like frogs. You just got to like their legs. No, no. I'm not going to try that. And they're probably really fibrosa and really like muscular because they use them a lot, right? To hop. So they're probably like really developed. It's like uh, chicken wings. I don't like chicken legs. You don't like chicken wings? No, I like chicken wings. I don't like the chicken legs. You know, las pata. People cook those. Está bien, pero, esa, pero no, you're talking about like feet. The frog legs are the mulito because, you know, the little frogs, they got like, they got like muscular mulitos. <laughs> so so I, I'm trying to sell you on this, but you I know, know, I wouldn't even be able to look at you eating them. I'm saying, but the little frog legs, I would imagine, are kind of like, you know, like, like pumped up, like muscled. I don't so see it like, that way. Like little, little like, like drumsticks. <laughs> drumsticks de, de sapo. De sapo. No, thank you. I'll you pass. Were, you weren't brave enough for no, that, right? No, I wasn't brave enough for that. I don't know if I'd ever be like brave enough for frog legs. <clears throat> Hi, ho, Kermit the Frog here. I always wanted to do that. The streets of Washington Heights will come alive with the rhythm and excitement of Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, coming to Orlando Shakes, September 5th through October 7th. This high-energy, multi-Tony Award-winning musical follows a Latin community on the brink of change, full of hopes, dreams, and pressures, where the biggest struggles can be deciding which traditions you take with you and which ones you leave behind. Tickets on sale now at orlandoshakes.org. You also took me on another little surprise trip this week. Yes. Because the treehouse was a surprise. I didn't know where we were going. Yeah, I don't like telling you where we're going just in case you don't like it. Then by the time we get there, yes, too late. You can't complain. You just got to do it. And then the other day, you took me kayaking. At night in a bioluminescent bay. Yes, like in Puerto Rico. Like what you can do in Puerto Rico, in Fajardo, and, and in... Um, La Palguera. La Palguera. It was amazing. Like we had a really good time. I didn't know that Florida had a bioluminescent bay. Yeah. That's how much of a proud Puerto Rican I am is that I thought it only existed in Puerto Rico. Um, so we went we went out, it was me and you, and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I make him proud by, you know, helping him kayak because I don't want him to get hurt. And I've been working out, so I'm like, okay, I got this. <laughs> you, want, you mean you don't want me to get hurt? Because <laughs> you got hurt once kayaking. So let me talk about that. I took an ex to the Bioluminescent Bay in Fajardo, okay? It was a two-person kayak, right? Mm -hmm. She had an oar, I had an oar. But for some reason, esta no quería hacer ningún tipo de trabajo. She didn't want to do nothing. She held that oar on her lap like it was like uh, an accessory. Okay? So I'm like, okay, so I, it's all me then. I got to do it. She wasn't very much into nature. ¿Tú me entiendes? Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, this is going to look incredible. So I got to get us to the spot. Right. So I'm like, I'm rowing and I'm rowing, you know, and ella pesaba. You know, she wasn't like very light. And I'm rowing and I'm <laughs> rowing and I'm working. Yeah, 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 lo más bien, you know, I, you know, like just sitting, taking it all in, you know. So I'm like, oh, and I'm, and I'm struggling, I'm struggling. And we finally get to the center spot, you know, and I'm showing her all the living organisms and how they glow in the dark. And it's, and she didn't even want to put her hand in the water. She was just like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I, I almost killed myself rowing for an hour <laughs> to get us to this spot. Okay, let's go. She's like, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like, put your hand in. Look how beautiful it looks. Uh, what is that? Animals? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so I started splashing her. She started freaking out because I started splashing her with the water. And she's like, oh, my God, it's on me. It's on me. See, that's when you know you're not in the right relationship. You understand? When you're in the middle of this bioluminescent bay. And you want to just throw her in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm rowing back and like I, I tore a pectoral muscle or something because I couldn't like breathe. Like I must have torn some kind of muscle trying to roll this girl back. ¿Me entiendes? Or trying to hold myself back from killing her. Right. So I got back and I got like severely injured. And of course, that's like the joke of the family, right? Because my family, you know, I was there with my cousins. And they're like, mira, este, vine de afuera. 
Y se cree que, que puede con el calla, que mira, se lastimó. ¿Viste? ¿Viste? Nosotros estamos lo más bien, pero es, es, es como vive allá afuera, no sabe no sabe con la calla y casi se, se, se muere allá en, en el lago. Right? So now, of course, every time they see me, they're like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Is your arm okay? So then, of course, I made the mistake of telling you that story. Yeah. Now you wanted a row. You wanted a row for me. Yeah, now I have to prove myself. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not her. I'm me. We're going to do this together and I'm going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the, the girl was like, don't just use your upper body strength. You have to like motion. You have to like do like a hula girl and move like your hips to help you so that you don't get hurt. We were rowing so good. We were ahead of her. She had to tell us to stop. Yeah. Yeah, she told us to stop because like, we were going so please, fast. Can you guys, you guys need to be behind us. I'm <laughs> like, well, come on, girl, let's go. You don't understand. I got my partner with me. I got somebody who's actually sitting in front of me and rowing. I don't even know what that's like. You know, I was like, let's go. Let's go. We had a good coordination going. I was like, left, right, left. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> She even said, she said, you guys are good kayakers. You guys did a really good job rowing. I was like, oh, thank you. And you remember when we were going and then fish started jumping out? Oh, my gosh. So these fish called mullets apparently jump up out of the water and they can jump into your kayak. She's like, be careful because sometimes they'll just jump in the kayak. If they jump in the kayak, just reach down and get them and throw them back or call us and we'll get it for you. I go, none of that is going to happen. <laughs> if a mullet jumps into our kayak, first of all, if it jumps on her lap, she's going to flip out and we're going to capsize. I that so. I know. <laughs> if it jumps in front of me, that fish is staying right there. <laughs> I'm not touching nothing. I'm, and by the time I call you over to come to my kayak, deja eso. It's going to be flipping around. No, oh, no, 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 no. God. It's going to be flapping around. So the whole time I'm thinking, si algo me brinca uh, en este kayak, and we're in the middle of nowhere, I'm telling you right now, I'm already embarrassed of what I'm probably going to do. So then she would like light up the, the, the water and you could see them jumping up and down everywhere. It was like 50 of them. They look like little dolphins just, you know, just jumping across the water. And I'm like, please don't get my boat. Please don't get my boat. Please don't get my boat. I was terrified that it was going to fall in my lap, babe. I was so freaking out. It was not even funny. So we enjoyed the bioluminescent bay. It was wonderful. I mean, yeah. I was stressed out the whole time that a fish was going to jump in the kayak. Then she tells us that there are manatees in the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're sleeping underneath. So be careful that your kayak does and hit them or that you don't hit them and wake them up with the oar. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The manatees, in case you don't know, they're like sea cows. Yeah. These are massive mammals, okay, that just lurk underneath. We've been, we've gone swimming with manatees. Yes. And up close and personal, they are not pretty. You know what? They're kind of ugly, which is fine, but it's scary they're because- They're prehistoric looking. Yeah. Because they're really quiet and just massive, Right. So now they're beneath us. It's pitch dark. You can't see them. And they're gentle animals. They're, they don't threaten you. They're not going to hurt you, right? It doesn't matter. But You're I still scared. I didn't think, you know, we were in pretty shallow water. So I'm like, the manatees don't fit under here. There's no way there could be a manatee here. And suddenly. Oh, so she was like, be careful for that you don't get a manatee car wash. And we're like, what is a manatee car wash? And then suddenly, out of nowhere, you hear splashing water and you think someone fell out, out of their kayak. It, it sounded like both people had capsized and were splashing around and it almost sounded like a few kayaks had capsized. Yeah. That's how loud and disruptive the sound was and it's the manatee uh, you know like 
waking up and just like splashing with Getting scared. Tail, right, yeah. getting scared. And the lady goes, oh, you know what? That's called a manatee car wash. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. First of all, now they're soaked, right? They're scared to death. And they're like, oh, that was a what? That's when a manatee wakes up. It's called a manatee car wash. Congrats, guys. And I was like, now we got to worry about a manatee waking up underneath us as well as the fish jumping in our kayak. (laughs) That's when I started going, let's get back right now. Me too. I'm done with the tour. (laughs) Let's just get the shortcut. I see land. Let me hit the land. And then I was afraid of getting too close to the land because they're gators. So I didn't tell you this back then, but I regret it the whole trip halfway (laughs) through it. I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to go home. So we were rowing and we're like, okay, just, you know, I'm anxious now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was trying not to like put the oar too deep in the water because I'm like, maybe if I just kind of do it superficially, it won't hit the manatee or whatever. Yeah, you didn't, you you stopped rowing basically. You were just going through the motions. Now I'm I'm rowing (laughs) with my ex all over again. I'm in the back. I'm rowing my ex because you're just going through the motions and I'm going, oh, I'm going to tear my pectoral muscle. Nene, I was freaked out. And then not even 10 minutes later, another manatee car wash right next to us. It felt like we were rowing over landmines. Okay. Yeah, that's what it felt like. That's how stressed out we were. We every every time we put the oar in the water, <laughs> where it was like a video game. We're like, okay, okay, we didn't die. Oh, 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 we didn't die. Oh, 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 we didn't die. But it was such a cool experience that you know I think everybody should try this. Everybody should go out kayaking in the middle of the night and see, look at the stars and the luminescent water, yeah. and yeah. get attacked by manatees <laughs> <laughs> and regret it halfway through. <laughs> That was it podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emelin Ramos. Remember, mi gente, for more information on my upcoming shows, you can visit EllieCastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Here's a bit of a rattlesnake. <laughs>